tonight I'm going to be specifically talking about pleading our case as we continue to study how we can take time to talk with the Lord, which is a prayer series. And taking time is is really one of the, the key factors for each and every one of us. Uh, Jesus, when he was teaching his disciples how to pray, said, when you pray. So the expectation of Jesus for his disciples when uh, he was here on the earth is that they would have their own prayer life. And so it is with his disciples that are here on the earth today. He wants us to have our own prayer life. He wants that to be a part of how we grow and develop and get to know him and grow in our confidence as we pray. So Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 through 20, listen to these words. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let's take a Selah moment and sort of pause and reflect on what the prophet Isaiah is communicating to us because there's really a lot of content here. First and foremost, I want to remind you that Isaiah scripturally has been called the fifth gospel. It really has more prophetic teaching in it than any other book in the Old Testament. Isaiah was given a a very unique assignment by the Holy Spirit, and that was to foretell of the coming Messiah. And through the book of Isaiah, he does a wonderful job of communicating not only the arrival of Jesus, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. You remember that passage in Isaiah? As well as the suffering of our Savior. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and by his stripes were healed. It encompasses and encompasses Jesus' life from his arrival, his incarnation, to his suffering and his glorious resurrection. It is a fantastic book. But here the prophet is doing something that catches the reader's attention. And that is a speaking by inspiration on behalf of God. And God is appealing through Isaiah to his own people to come. It's an invitation. It's, it's something that's warm. It's welcoming. The table's been set. And what he is saying is come now. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Come now. When's a good time to come to the Lord? How about right now? Don't put it off. Sometimes you'll say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the Lord about that when, when maybe tomorrow or another day. Well, today seems like a good time. Now seems like an appropriate time. Here's the invitation. Let us reason together. Let us reason together. There's a, there's uh, an intent here. He wants to have a conversation with us, but it's around something very specifically. He said, he said, though your sins are like scarlet, though you're stained by your sins. And the evidence is that you're, you're, you're defiled, you're filthy, you're dirty. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. How does that happen when we come and we begin to plead with the Lord? 
we come and we begin to do what? Reason together with the Lord. Even though our life has been marred by sin, the invitation is still come because I'll cleanse you if you'll come and reason with me. Though you don't feel like you can, come now. Though you feel dirty, come now. Though you feel defiled, come now. Why? Because you'll leave cleansed. You you don't and I don't bring clean laundry to God. We bring dirty laundry to God and He cleans us up. I, I don't bring a perfect life to Him. I bring a broken life to Him and He makes me whole. He said, come, let us reason together. Many people today aren't willing to come to God because they don't feel they're qualified to God. It's the very reason they need to come is because He's the only one that can qualify them. We as a church need to move away from qualifiers from people coming to God and let them know, come to God now. Come to God now. He says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be. After you reason with the Lord, they shall be white as snow. Notice what else he says here. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And then verse 19, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now, we, we've used that verse in many different ways throughout the years. And, and most of the time, it's, it's used very properly in accordance with God's word. But really, in context, what he's saying in, in light of your dirty, defiled, sinful nature and life, if you're willing and obedient, you're going to discover you're going to eat the good of the land. God's not withholding anything from us. Can I say that again? And can I get some expressions of gratitude? God is not withholding anything from us. Let's not be the frozen chosen. Amen? This is good news. If you're willing and obedient to just come, come as you are. We, we sing that chorus, come just as you are. Hear the Spirit's call. Come, come just as you are. That's, that's the heart of God. Let's not miss out on this. Let's not let a pharisaical spirit get in touch with us or harm us or hurt us. Let's not become legalist. Let us remember the invitation is to come now. People say, well, I'll come to the Lord someday when I get things figured out, when I get my life in order, when I, when I get all my wrongs made right, when I, when I feel like I, I can come. It, 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 that day never comes. That's one of the traps of the enemy. When are we ever ready? How can we prepare ourselves? Only he can prepare us for himself. How, how can we make ourselves clean? Can we? No, it's an impossibility. So God, let me remind you, is not unreasonable. If he says, come, let us reason together, it means that he's not unreasonable. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat to the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Another way of us understanding this passage is this is covenant language. This is God initiating something, but he's initiating it to covenant people. This is him talking to his own people. And this is the backdrop of what 
why he is appealing to his people because the nation of Israel is now divided. And you know that just really was something that was not God's will. So Israel was in the northern territory. Judah was in the southern territory. And they're now rebelling against God, willfully disobeying God. And the sword has come into the nation of Israel and the nation is divided. Is there potentially a sword in the United States of America? Can you identify places where there's faction and division and separation? It's not very hard, is it? I don't mean to ask a rhetorical question to very intelligent, sensitive people. I'm just trying to get you to understand how relevant this scripture is. How relevant God's word is. How important God's word is. That we just not skim through it, but really absorb what he's saying unto us. And thank God the Holy Spirit is a revealer of truth and he'll help us with this. Another way that the Lord could have said this is, come, let us settle this matter. Matter of fact, that's, that's probably a better rendition in the Hebrew. Come, let us settle this disagreement. Let's settle these issues. Let's get these things resolved. Let's get it on the table and let's talk about it. Even though you're a mess and your life doesn't seem to be like in step with the Spirit, come and you'll leave clean and you'll discover that my will for you is that you eat the good of the land. A conversation with Jesus is very cleansing. Let me say that again. A conversation with Jesus is very cleansing. And since he knows everything, why can't we be open with him who knows all things and sees all things? Can we become more comfortable even though our sin is like scarlet, even though it's crimson? Aren't you glad it'll be white as snow? Aren't you glad it'll be like refined wool? Wool was the, the fabric of the Jews. You know, it was, uh, it was something that they, they prized themselves after. They wore garments that were not intertwined with several different types of fabric. They wore linen. They wore wool. They wore these beautiful garments that were pure wasn't 2% rayon and 3% spandex and, you know, polyester and, and all of these things. They didn't have any dry fit products. Do, do you know one of the problems with dry fit products is if they stink? Have you, have you noticed that? Well, if you haven't, just give it the armpit test every now and then and you're like, <coughs> <coughs> Not the Jews. That was pure. And this is what the Lord is saying is that you're, you're going to leave pure. You're going to leave better than what you came. Come and let us, let us reason together. One other portion of scripture. That's as far as we're going to get tonight because we're going to pray. Are you guys learning something? Being reminded of it? All right. Isaiah 43, 25 and 26. He says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. 
and I'll not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. State your case that you may be acquitted. He said, come let us contend. We could say, come let us plead. Let us strive together. Let us pray. Let us have covenant communication. And then the last portion of this is really the one I want to close with because I've stated much of the above in verse 25 and a portion of verse 26 already from chapter 1. Even though you have transgressions, the Lord said, for for me and my love for you, my relationship with you, I, I'm never going to hold your transgressions against you. For my own namesake, I'm not going to do it. Let's plead together. Let's talk these things out. See, prayer many times has been something that that we, we've almost made a program out of instead of developed a relational aspect with it. It's an ongoing conversation with a living Savior throughout the course of of your born-again life. And the longer you keep the dialogue going, the deeper your root system goes in prayer. You just tap into those wells of salvation. How often should we come? He said, well, come now. What's wrong with right now? (laughs) The Lord doesn't slumber or sleep. And so His ear is always open to the prayer of the righteous. And he said, just come, come. It doesn't matter how you feel or how you view yourself. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're not qualified. You just come. And, and you'll be glad because when you leave, you'll leave different than when you came. You'll leave different than when you came. This is what I want to close with. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. That, that's legal lingo. That's what that is. That's lawyer vernacular. And when a lawyer is presenting a case in a court, he constantly is bringing up law and precedent. And so what the Lord is saying to us is, plead your case based on my word and on Precedent or previous examples that of my faithfulness to you. God is no respecter of persons. And so I'm going to invite you to stand with me. And Father, I thank you. Thank you for the encouragement, the counsel from your word. And thank you that, Lord, we're just going to continue to have our conversation and our communing and our fellowship with you. Here's some things that you and I can come and talk to the Lord about, plead our case where, you know, we could settle some issues. And how about salvation? Know anyone who needs to be saved? Think that's the will of God for men to be saved? The Lord said, come on, let's plead about that. Let's talk about it. Why why don't you bring your case before me? And, And the case is the word like, Lord, it's not your will that any would perish, but all would come to a knowledge of the truth. Lord, I'm coming on behalf of. 
I'm coming on behalf of the lost in my family. And Jesus died for the lost in my family. And Jesus loves the lost in my family. And Jesus does not want the lost in my family to remain lost. And so I'm pleading my case. And and though my hands are stained with sin, right, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, the just judge of all the earth, to do what's right. Sin labors across my loved one's path. Sin labors. I I don't know who that laborer is. And uh, I'm not to determine that laborer. You know the right person to reach my people in my family. You know those people. You know how to get to them. You know where they're at. Here's some other things. Deliverance. Healing, guidance, provision, favor, protection, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, boldness, comfort, peace. Any of those sound like things that you could talk to the Lord about? You say, well, that's what pastors do. No, that's what God's people do. (laughs) That's the whole purpose of this series is that you would recognize that you're his child. You're his beloved. He loves to hear your voice. He longs to have that communion, that fellowship with you. He wants you to get rid of that that attitude that you're not worthy, that you're not accepted, that you're not welcome, that you can't come. He, he wants to hear the stumbling, the fumbling. He wants to hear that I don't know what to say. I, I don't know how to start. Uh, where do I end? He loves hearing all of that. Uh, that's part of how you develop a relationship. When I met Charlene, words escaped my lips, I didn't know what to say. To be in such the presence of such beauty, both inside and out. I mean, I would just look at her and I would think to myself, what are you doing with a muck like me? I didn't feel like I was qualified to have a relationship with her. That what would she, what would she think of someone if she really knew who I was or my background or that? And, and parallel that. Parallel that with God. The parallels are all through Scripture along those lines. Men, every single one of you should have been awestruck with the girl that you asked to be your wife and you didn't know what to say. But she just loved hearing your stumbling, fumbling, mumbling, you know, rambling, da, 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 don't know what to do, don't know what to say. And, and pretty soon she was like, you know, I sort of like that guy. He's sort of weird and quirky and strange. and But he's real. That's how this all starts. You just do it. Come now. Come now. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm not sure what you need to talk to the Lord about. Maybe it's just like, help me to talk to you. And he'll help you. Just like the disciples said, Lord, would you teach us to pray? He said, yeah, I'll teach you to pray. Uh, it's my privilege. And so when you pray, do it this way. And, and talk to the Lord like he's your father. And find a safe and a sacred place and, and enter into that place. And, and then when you close the door, talk to him and talk to him about his kingdom and talk to him about the glory of his name and talk to him about forgiveness and talk to him about provision and talk to him about deliverance and, and talk to him about, you know, his name being on. Just talk to him. Talk to him about all those things. How about parents? Talk to the Lord about your kids, who they're going to marry. What his plan is for their life. What, how you could be a better parent. 
how you can inspire him and encourage him. Is there any end to the subject matter? There's not. There's not. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.